figuring out that I just have to help them be who they are. There's the joy. In this episode, you'll hear Brenda, Vice Chair in Finance, and Megan, a nurse in outpatient neurosurgery, share their journey of motherhood. So tell me about your story about becoming a mom. I'm a newbie at this. She's 17 months old now, but I still feel like a new mom. Every day is truly new. She's our first one. We did not find out the gender before we had her. So truly, it's been a surprise the whole time. And she had a season of colic. So that's just part of her spiciness and flair to life that truly has added a lot of excitement. It's been a huge blessing. I actually was told I'd never have kids. I married somebody who had a son and I thought, perfect. I don't have to go through all the pain and suffering of childbirth. Mm -hmm. I get to still have an influential role in a child's life. And in that, being a stepmom, I get to be somebody who just loves him to death. Mm. And hopefully I become the trusted person in his life that can be his advocate whenever that is. His name is Conrad. Then God steps in and he brought me Morgan. She is my spicy kid, has been my fighter forever and a day. Then we had nine more pregnancies. One on the day of delivery, we lost to a stillbirth. Mm -hmm. Then we had Mason. I call him my itty bits because I love that all of the itty bitty bits about who they are as people. I never thought I would be a mom to this level. And every day I'm going to get a little teary-eyed. It is a blessing. My relationship with their dad didn't didn't turn out. So Mm -hmm. um, part of my story is being a single mom and how to raise kids. So what brings you joy in your parenthood? Oh, man. I was actually like thinking about this the other day. I was making dinner and she just brought a book up to me and wanted to read it. And I stopped and got down and we read it. Yay. Just learning to find the joy in those little moments and just thrive in them. Somebody who was my mentor as a mom Mm -hmm. said, make the memories. Because when you're older, it's gonna be the memories that you bring up as you rock on your rocking chair knitting. And I keep thinking about that. What are the moments that I'm making? What are the memories that I'm making? Really cool. I could get all tied up in the, I need to do this as a mom and all the rules Mm -hmm. and regulations that from generation are in my head. Girls don't do that or boys should, whatever. And I have to like take all those voices of people who really want me to do good as a mom, Mm -hmm. put those on a shelf and say, who are my kids? How do they need me to be as their mom? And I realized that each of them are so very different. And what brings me joy with each of them is different. What's fair isn't always equal. Finding joy with Conrad, it's taking our hikes up Quarry Hill and having those deep, deep, conversations where I just (laughs) shut up because that's what he needs me to do. With Morgan, she sometimes can get super spicy and disconnects with like the reality of the situation. A more emotional kid than I ever could imagine. Mason had no words and I needed to figure out how to give him the okay to be vocal. And seeing him become stronger in who he is, there's the joy. I love that. That's incredible. What are some of the challenges you've experienced oh my. through parenthood? As a stepmom, that was a challenge because I had to figure out what my role was. Mm-hmm. How do I support him and who he was? Yeah. How do I support his dad? How do I support his biological mom? I really needed to put myself on a shelf. It's about how do I 
put my itty bits first and make sure that they're um, taken care of because it's their needs. Oh, absolutely. So that was a challenge in and of itself. And I'm sure there's co-parenting situations uh, for people. I challenge all of them to only find the the positive. And when things are challenging, take the deep breath, walk away and be there for the kid. Morgan, this is a child who is strong-willed. She was rolling over at six weeks. She was walking at seven months. She was tearing her clothes off because they weren't pink and it was December. You got to figure out, right? I either break her spirit and break her as a person well, we figure out how to work with that. Colicky, I don't know. I didn't have that challenge. She was colicky until three, four months. And it was right when I returned to work. You know, I was a little nervous, a little teary when I dropped her off. But all along, I feel like I just have had a heart for working. I love doing what I do. And it fills my bucket to make me a better mom. I was so looking forward to just being back with my coworkers. I did three months of this new adventure with my little girl. And when I went back, I had to like shuffle through the guilt of it was 4.15. And I didn't really have anything left to do for the day so I could go home. But I didn't really want to go home because it was like, oh, man, like I am going back into a battlefield motherhood you wrestle with being who you are and then also encouraging a completely different person to find who they are luckily my husband has been like a huge support system for that and of course we have our own challenges and battles through it all because you know we were raised differently and I'm a feeling person he's a fixing person and so when sometimes I would just like to talk about it or just sit there and shuffle through it in my head he wants to like fix it here and now. Kate takes her emotions from me Mm -hmm. and what does that look like for mom to keep her cool I think part of the challenge has been that A plus B does not always equal C in motherhood. I'm a working mom. I'm gone for six to eight hours a day. I'm claiming it's our time. And so I get to rock her to sleep. I sing to her two songs. And one of them is the Martina McBride in my daughter's eyes. Because I was like, I want her to believe in herself. Like, I want her to know that this motherhood journey is, it's new for me too. I hope she knows and sees how much she means to me Mm -hmm. even after I'm gone Mm -hmm. and what that looks like to empower her to live her best life and just believing that even though she's 17 months old and very young that these impressions can not hopefully make a difference in the long run but here and now. A challenge that I have lived is this world is challenged with fear and other Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole idea of how do we make our our home a safe home? How do we allow that difference, whatever it is, to be celebrated rather than feared and separated? Conrad is biracial, and I'll never forget Conrad was maybe 10 at the time, sobbing in my arms saying, who am I, Mom? Oh. Am, am I black? Am I white? Am I? And I just said, and you're loved. Yes. But that's not easy when your outside world had splashes of all sorts of yeah. diversity and fear and division happening on news feeds and whatnot. And I thought, how do I love this kid? How do I keep him safe? How do I keep him whole in who he is? And I just kept thinking, he needs to know we love him. My comment to the kids when they leave the house, 
do good, have fun, and be respectful. My husband and I made a trip to Germany not too long ago, and one of the couples that we were sitting with at this table had asked me, like, how did you leave your little girl for a week? Mm. And I said, you know, it was hard. It was very hard. But I just remind myself that I will always want Kate to know mom's coming back. And Kate doesn't know mom's coming back if mom never leaves. Oh, great. And even when I go downstairs to change the laundry and she's standing at the top of the stairs screaming her head off because mom has disappeared into the abyss. And I'm like, mom will be back. And I still go because I want her to know she can believe the words coming out of mom's mouth. Mom does what she says she's going to do. And if I don't give her opportunities... To kind of fly on her own, to stand there screaming by herself, wondering if the world is falling apart because I can't see mom anymore, then she's not going to know she's just fine. Yeah. And I hope that Kate knows no matter where life takes her and the decisions she makes, that she'll always come in that front door knowing mom's always here. She was made and created for a purpose. And it is my job to teach her to be respectful, to teach her to love and teach her truth, but to encourage her to be who she's made to be. I have quite a few coworkers that are also working moms, which helps. It's just been so incredible to have young moms and moms that have gone through middle school, high school, second, third child. It's just been so encouraging and comforting to know I'm not alone. If I didn't have the coworkers that I do, nice. and in the environment that I'm in, I don't, I don't know if I could do it. I wouldn't be thriving um, as well as I am, mm-hmm. and encouraged to be where I'm at. How about yourself? Yeah, I also feel very thankful to be here at Mayo. Mayo is a supportive organization. I live in La Crosse and work here in Rochester uh, most days, and so I'm on the road traveling. Mm-hmm. I'm working so that I can provide for them. Like we can do yeah. fun, th- you know, right? And they've never once asked me to change what I do because they also like yeah. the values that Mayo has. We talk about it. How many people talk about rich ties at home? We do. Um, <laughs> but what does that mean for them? Yeah. And they, they, they really get a sense of the organization. So it's those kind of things I bring who I am as a person, Absolutely. professional, into my kiddos' lives. So what advice do you have for other new moms? I had quite extensive postpartum anxiety after Lil' Cape joined our family. It was very hard to wrestle with. I vividly remember her being four days old. At least that's what the numbers or the calendar said. But in my mind, I was like, how is she only four days old? It's been forever. And wrestling with the need to care for her but not feeling love for her and not really Mm -hmm. understanding what that was Mm -hmm. through that anxiety postpartum I got help um, with the midwives and I remember just consciously having to make the decision be where I'm at so many people are like sleep when the baby sleeps I couldn't sleep when my baby slept because that's when the lies would attack me and I thought I ruined our life. And Mm. I would come out bawling to my husband because it would remind me that life was never going to be the same. And I just encourage everyone, find what works for you and realize that everyone is so different and give yourself grace. 
I remember moments where I would have my phone out listening to a podcast or scrolling Facebook. And I remember in those moments to choose that was okay. Mm -hmm. Don't guilt yourself because that's where you're at right now. You're aware that you could be staring at your baby. You're aware of that. That doesn't make you a bad mom that right now you need a little break. That makes me a better mom for Kate Bug. Life is full of moments. And it's in those moments that life is found and not in somehow living up to what everyone else thinks you should be doing or what is right and what is wrong. Just do your thing. I'm going to make a reference to Frozen 2. Do the next right thing. Hmm. I don't have all the questions answered Mm -hmm. now, never did, and I still don't have the answers. All I know is all I have to do is figure out the next right thing, but then also be okay with making mistakes Yeah, and letting your kids know that maybe you messed up and that you're sorry. Because when I did that with my kiddos along the way, I became human Hmm. and I became somebody that they could trust more. What has your journey been to parenthood? Share in the comments below or with a colleague.